Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. We're Carol and David from the Sexy Lifestyle. And we are Trev and Robbie from Done Being Single. Wow. Okay. You know, um, our show is going to be so great today. We have uh, Robbie and Trevor from Done Being Single. Um, in the past couple of weeks, a couple of months, we've done some shows where we've had some of our other hosts do a little bit of a round table with us. And we're really happy to have Trevor and Robbie here with us from Done Being Single. And they're going to be co-hosting our special show today all about Valentine's Day. Um, Trevor and Robbie are um, a couple who've really found their way to make their relationship work later on in life. Carol and I, the same thing. You know, we've been together 13 years. And um, we're going to get into all about love and sex and the challenges and surprises and delights that come with it um, at any point in our relationship. I think we should start off with a poem because Valentine's Day is all about poetry. Well, don't you remember when you were seven years old and you made those cards that you brought home for mom and dad? I hated poetry. Roses are red, violets are blue. What was your favorite poem, David? Let me see. If I can come up with one now, it goes something like this. Roses are red, violets are blue. On Valentine's Day, you'll get naked and I'm going to fuck you. Oh, well, that's a a David poem for sure. (laughs) I have a similar one. Go for it. Do you want to hear mine? Yes. Roses are red and violets are blue. If I can't fuck you, at least I can blow you. Oh, I like that. <laughs> wow. Good. Okay. How's that? Uh, I guess it's my turn now. Yeah. Sure. Roses are red, violets are blue. When I look at my wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That was it. I don't That's know. It. I it didn't rhyme. Come on. <laughs> didn't rhyme with blue. <laughs> Yeah, That's we got a That's not rhymes of blue. <laughs> oh rhymes my blue. gosh. Okay. Uh, so guys, how are you? We are great. Carol and Dave, this is just an honor to be on your show and Oh, I always feel a little um what's the word? Like a prudish when we are talking to you guys because um we're we're swinger virgins and yeah. we are although we're not. My wife is a church lady. We weren't born lady. yesterday, no. okay? We have been around the block. Are you saying we're corrupting you guys? Yes. Oh, I don't know about corrupting, well, but certainly making you think we, a little bit about all this different stuff that we just openly talk about. You guys make us think outside the box, literally. Okay. Outside, <laughs> outside her box. <laughs> you know, Robbie, just lately I've um, been eating a little bit better, I've been going to the gym. And I started this new diet, and I've become a vegetarian. So uh, <laughs> Carol's always smiling, and it's really nutritional. And um, I think for us as a couple, it's made us a stronger couple. Well, and pussy is organic. It's orgasmic. Well, <laughs> and orgasmic. <laughs> <laughs> Can't add anything to that, but uh, I've been a vegetarian for many years, actually. Oh. So, and that's I'm a very satisfied customer. That's why Trevor's always yeah. smiling. Yes, I, I get my needs met. Okay, um, and Robbie is great at it. He's got fantastic skills. Thank I married you, the right guy for the job. Now, does he use just his tongue, or does he put two fingers in too? He uses he's he's multitasking oh, down there, there. There you go. Good. Well, I'm glad don't, to hear that. 
going on. I just know I there's all kinds of bells and whistles. She's so lost in the moment that it's really hard for her to concentrate on any one thing. Well, I used to always say, I don't know what you're doing down there, David, but it feels so good. Just keep doing it. I can never figure out what it is, but just keep doing it. It's awesome. All right. Thank God. Yeah, so... (laughs) Let's get, let's get into our show. It's a very yeah. special show today. Um, all it's all about, about Valentine's yeah. Day and couples and love and relationships and sex. And you know what? Cupid is the symbol of Valentine's Day. Don't you think? He's been around for a long time, he that has. little guy. In classic mythology, Cupid is the god of desire, erotic love, attraction, and affection. And he's the son of two gods. You never guess which ones. Venus and Mars. And his bow and arrow is the source of his power. And it was believed that any person that was hit with Cupid's bow and arrow would instantly fall in love. So I guess the question is, do we believe that in love at first sight? Or as in David's case, lust at first sight. Is that something you guys believe in? I'm going to go first with this. Um, I think there is such a thing as chemistry at first sight. And uh, I don't, and definitely lust at first sight. Um, uh, love is yet to be seen. Love is TBD, mm-hmm. if you ask me. Mm-hmm. But you don't really know. Um, I've had a lot of uh, false starts uh, thinking this is it. This is the one. I'm in love. Oh, my God. And then, you know, no, it really didn't get to the love part. But up until that part, there was tremendous chemistry and lust and maybe great sex. But it didn't uh, transition into a, it's into something higher or deeper. So, Robbie, when you guys met, you guys have been together now five years, something like that? Yes, about. Yes, exactly. So when you met and you saw this beautiful woman who Treva is, what was the first thing you saw? Was it her beautiful smile, her great tits, nice ass, or was it her personality or a combination of everything? You don't see personality. You Personality, find you find out later. It, there was a physical package that was just, you know, uh, so attractive to me on so many levels. But it wasn't just that because there is a total person that I encountered when I met Treva physically for the first time that uh, was kind of um, it was overwhelming. It was just and, and but most of all, it was so comfortable. And I think that's what made me feel comfortable being with her and wanted to be with her more. Did, and you, have sex? I th- Did you have sex on the first date? No. Oh, my God. No, <laughs> we didn't have sex for many weeks after so and Tra- we, it wasn't, it wasn't something that, it, you know, it, we knew it was inevitable, but it wasn't something that we had to do immediately. No, and, and that, I think okay. the from chemistry was there. Having, I was going to say from having experience of having sex on a first date with others, uh, those rarely last, those relationships rarely last. And so we both kind of knew that and we had fun and we were fooling around and, 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 and then it just became like, okay, what are we waiting for anymore? We're stop waiting. But it was probably, you know, a couple weeks, three weeks into her. So, you know, at least, right? Yeah. Yeah. Three weeks. Yeah. Three, three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. And, and we, we fooled around, days. but we hadn't gone all the way. And I didn't want to. I had sort of a plan. I had a little bit of. Oh, you, it was uh, your plan. Yes, it was. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> you were in control? I, I was in control. So, oh, I called her shot. Oh, really? <laughs> Well, 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 Trevor, if we, we hopefully will get the opportunity to have you guys come on a vacation with us to Hedonism or on one of the Bliss Cruises or SDC Cruises. And one thing's for sure, after, I don't know, some rum and tequila, I will definitely sleep with you on the first night. <laughs> uh, all right, Dave. Uh, yes, David. Slow down. Wow. Yeah, yeah wow. They don't even know how to answer that. I like your style. You're, you're, you got moves, baby. <laughs> 
So, yeah. Trevor, when you first met Robbie, did you fall in love with his um, sound effects? <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's what I thought. <laughs> I was waiting for it, and it wasn't too long after we met that I started hearing those sound effects, and and those two, and you know, I and and by the way, I want to say that that love when you can let go like that, that's kind of love. And I, um, when I think back at all the when I think about all the guys I was with, um. <laughs> I, I never farted in front of any of them. I don't even think I went to the bathroom in front of any of them. God forbid. I was probably constipated for the first 50 years of my life, of my dating life, because I just didn't feel comfortable. And Robbie, when you're with the right guy, I have learned that um, you can let go yeah. and you can right. feel safe. And that's what made the difference for me. And we, we achieved a level, a level of comfort and familiarity very quickly. And did you very quickly? Did you find like instant? It was. I'm sorry. Did you find as you got more comfortable with him, you had better and stronger orgasms? That's a great question. Um, I don't have a problem uh, in that department. I'm pretty sensory. I don't know what the word is. If you're orgasmic, I guess you're just orgasmic. Um, I'm I'm very in touch with my. sexuality with my body. I feel good about my body. I have no hangups about sex. I can let go. I can be free. So that's not that it was never an issue. I'm but, a very lucky guy that way. You because, are. But, but uh, sometimes sometimes you, you get in bed with someone and if you're not comfortable with them, you just can't let go. I mean, Carol, before we met, couldn't was didn't know how to squirt. No. And actually, I, I don't even know if I had that many orgasms in the 16 years of marriage prior to David. I think I could probably count my number of orgasms on like just my two hands. Yeah. Well, if you only yeah. had orgasms with your two hands, yeah. you're, that, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty orgasmic. And and another thing is, I like to get my needs met. Mm. I am good. all about me. Good. I am all. It's. I am. It's all about me. I love it. Not about you. <laughs> so, uh, all I can tell even, you, even even is- in the even in the worst relationships. Uh, I always, you know, made sure I was taken care of. Oh, I feel so much better now knowing that. But it's true. But it's, but it's true. But Trevor, you know, I I like what you say because Carol is all about her as well. But she loves sucking cock. So it's all about her giving me great head. So, you know, it works both ways. And I only do it because I want to do it. For her. She doesn't do it for me. Right. Exactly. And when I'm done, it's because I'm done. Whether he's come or not, I don't care. It's like when I'm done (laughs) sucking cock, it's all there is. That's what you got, babe. Love it or leave it. That's all there is. All right, so if Dave's not quite, he hasn't arrived yet, uh, you're done. If, oh, if yeah. you're done, you're done, right? Oh, yeah. No, awesome. no, then I turn her over and I fuck her. <laughs> and so she's done giving head, but, we, you know, we're not finished, and that's how I finish off. Oh, sure, of course. Okay, I, don't le- I don't leave him blue balls and stranded, no, that's never. for sure. No, I wouldn't. Oh, that's a no-no. That's, no. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. Yeah. When I'm done, I just, I, I'm a guy. I like to roll over and go to sleep, <laughs> usually. I do. I'm very like I, that. I get my needs met. I okay, get so, off and... But unfortunately, honey, you're not a night person. You're a morning person. Mm-hmm. So I am, you don't I am. really, you, you roll up, you, you roll over roll and over get to work. I roll over and I go to work. <laughs> she rolls that's over out of bed. That's what she does. Not a rolls roll over. over. Rolls over <laughs> out of bed. Falls on the floor and gets up and starts her day. Right. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> you know, we have we have a, a sponsor on the network, Mystery Vibe, and they have two great products. One's called the Crescendo and one's Tenuto. One's for a woman, one's for a man. And the Tenuto just came out, and it goes over the guy's cock and his balls, 
and it vibrates on both ends. It vibrates yeah. in the perineum yeah. and then goes around the cock and has another motor that vibrates on her clit. And it's a really interesting device. Um, it's coming to the market in a couple of months. We have one. We've been trying it. Um, it I haven't gotten out of bed because um, it is such an amazing toy. And we had the Crescendo, which is a super flexible um, it's like a wand, but it's flexible and it's it flat and, and it yeah. bends and goes all different directions. And it's super um, powerful and it works with the, an app on your phone. So you don't have to go down there and press all the buttons. You you can just turn the dial on your on your smartphone. It's and, a very cool div- tool. And now you know why we uh, don't start our day very early either. I mean, we start having fun in the morning and then we have to like stop doing that so we can get out of bed and actually start we do. our We'll day. have to get the Sibian out of our room as well. <laughs> Uh, it, it sounds great, except the last thing I want is for another reason for Trevor to have her phone in the bed. You know, <laughs> That's it's, true, right? Not doing texting and with her girlfriends and everything, you know. So, right now, I just have a sex app that uh, turns on a something. All right. How so, long? How long have you been married, you guys? Thir- well, thirteen years. We've we been say. together thirteen yeah. years. Actually, physically married five, but that's all. What good. do you mean physically married? Well, with a document that says "I love you, you love me," and then we're legally bond- bound. Bound is that the word? Legally bound together. We needed a document to say that. Isn't that what Valentine's Day is for? Oh well, this is a Valentine's Day show. So you know what? We're going to take a quick break, and we come back. We're going to talk about the history of Valentine's Day. So uh, stay tuned. This is the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David, and done being single with Trevor and Robbie. Stay tuned. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. You are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. This is Robbie Shar from Done Being Single and we are back with Carol and Dave and my lovely wife, Treva, whose birthday is today. Happy birthday, Annie. Thank you, my love. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Yes. Um, I got some lovely cards today from birthday cards. Um, and, you know, the thing about cards is that there, especially as it pertains to Valentine's Day, there is a history to the Valentine's Day card. And it's kind of interesting. Over the centuries, Valentine's Day <laughs> evolved. And by the 1800s, it became a holiday of gift giving and exchanging of handmade cards. This tradition became widespread in the U.S. when Esther Howland from Worc- Worcester, Worcester began mass producing the Valentine's cards. Today, according to the Greeting Card Association, 25% of all cards sent each year are Valentine's cards, which is really wonderful because uh, 
cards never go out of style and it's a shame because they it feels like a little bit of a dying breed valentine just cards in general handwriting and written anything seems like it's just going out of style so my question is is valentine's day really a celebration of love or a conformity to a commercial expectation should there be only one day per year dedicated to celebrating love or maybe not that's my question well, considering well, your birthday is only celebrated one day a year, I guess. Um, no, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I just had my birthday. I celebrated it for the month. So, Trevor, do you do exactly. the same thing? Every day of the month is Trevor's birthday. See? And so we only well, pick one day for celebrating love, but we have a whole month of birthday celebrations. I think love is getting, you know, getting gypped a little. But too many holidays are becoming commercialized and materialistic. And Valentine's Day, I mean, you were never into giving cards and stuff no. until, you know, I got mad at you one day and yeah. you, you didn't have a Father's Day card and you didn't have a I love you card. And, you know, you've done a good job over the last 13 years, you know, thinking about that. And I think the, the idea of getting someone a card is that you've put thought into doing something. But you always buy your mother a birthday card that has like fart in it or something like. But that's my mother. She <laughs> farts. <laughs> right? I think I, that, she's 76. Uh, I, I, what do you expect? <laughs> my thoughts are that every day should be Valentine's Day between people that love each other. Exactly. But I do agree that there is a. Uh, it's okay for a commercialization to take place and for people to buy things and have one day be a focused day where you do that type of stuff because you think of all the commerce that's generated throughout all these different businesses and it's a very important day and there's billions of dollars spent on Valentine's Day, but I think every day should be Valentine's Day between people that love each other. Is Valentine's and Day more I, for the woman or for the guy? Uh, I boy, that's a great question. It's I think all about uh, us. I think how could you even stop to think about it? Yeah, it's, it's for the woman. I think it's more for the woman, but it's the guy who is caring and giving that is feeling good about giving that he gets pleasure from that, and that's pleasure from pleasing, and that is something that is very important for all of us. So, did, oh, I love you, baby. did you know that there's a man's Valentine's Day as well. It's a month later on March 14th and it's called Steak and Blowjob Day. And it's where the woman... <laughs> Isn't that a restaurant outside on <laughs> I'm telling you, go and Google. It's an actual holiday and it's all about the guy. It's all about letting him have his steak, giving him a great blowjob and, well, hopefully a card as well, right? Steak and blowjob day card. I wonder what Hallmark would say about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Well, if they got farting it. cards, they're going to have steak and blowjob day cards too, right? right? So, so just getting back to the question, yeah. I, I personally live, believe uh, that... Listen, you know, we live in LA, so it might be tofu and blowjob. Is there a vegan right. alternative right. to that? <laughs> but I, I think Valentine's... Valentine's. If you're vegan, do you still, you know, if you're... Are you a meat eater? And can you be a meat eater and vegan? Be vegan? I, I mean, guess. Sure. Okay. I guess so. Sorry. But I think yeah. Valentine's Day has gotten very commercialized and people are expected to go out and buy something and get something versus doing something that shows your love. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't mind the commercialization. I think it's great. Right. I, I don't know. And I do believe that Valentine's Day is, is every day. And there's no reason why you can't give your lover, boyfriend, husband, wife, whatever spouse cards. Cards? Why not? I leave little cards for Robbie in yes, his little little. I bought a box of these lovely little love cards with different sayings and messages on them, and I and I put them in his underwear and <laughs> when he travels. And 
that's when I'm wearing it. Oh, <laughs> that's but, so sweet. You know, I was I was shopping for a birthday card for Trevor over the past couple of days, and I didn't like anything I saw because I'm. How can I convey? How can somebody else convey what it is I'm feeling? And and I guess sometimes, obviously, that that does work. But I just said, "Fuck that! I'm going to go write it myself." So I came home and wrote my own card. Oh, that's so and, cute! Uh, and did you draw a picture? Did I what? Draw a picture on did your you card? Did you draw a yeah, stick man? Uh, I did not, but I I put a collage together of many pictures. Oh, of that's us. very cute. I so. like that. That's very nice. Very thoughtful, and you took the time, and I think that was very nice. I, I, I cried. Aww. It brought a tear to my eye. He it was so sweet and touching. And, and I, I just, I'm telling you guys, when you get married later in life, you, you cannot, there's not a day that goes by that I don't just say, God, you know, my good fortune, I cannot believe my good fortune still, even now five years, almost he, it's just a gift. It's just, I, I don't know. I can't explain it. I, I feel so fortunate and blessed Thank you, to have found him at this time of my life. We love people in love. Yeah, absolutely. And you remember that movie Valentine's Day? You remember it was like that ensemble cast with everybody and his uncle, including Ashton Kutcher. Of course, that's probably why I watched it. But you want to do him, don't you? Of course. I'm, I want to do Mila Kunis. Okay, no problem. Yeah, sure. Go for it. I, I'm going to go for it. So you got to go for it too, right? But there was this group of girls in the movie, which I thought was very funny but I thought it was funny because they were like against Valentine's Day because they were single and I, f- I find it sad that Valentine's Day is yes it's great for love but what about those single people um, who actually find Valentine's Day depressing because they are single and in that movie they had a party called I Hate Valentine's Day Party which I thought was hilarious but it's not really hilarious if you're single so do you think Valentine's Day should really be about couples or should just be about love, love where you could just love yourself, your your family, your a partner, a friend? Like how do you feel about that? Go ahead. Okay, well, as someone who spent way more Valentine's Day single than I did as a couple or part of a relationship or as someone's date, uh, I'm way used to it being alone or making the best of it. And it stopped. I don't think it ever depressed me that I didn't have someone because I just, I made the best of it. That's how I lived my, my single life. I never was depressed. I made, I always, I thought, well, you know, if I'm single, I'm I'm just not going to give into the, um, the, the inadequacy of it because just because I didn't have someone that, that somehow I would just didn't want to let it get me down. Um, and I felt the same way about new year's cause that's another biggie right. that if you don't have a date, you're a loser. Mm-hmm. And I just, I refused to let it define me. Well, I think that sounds like you had a good self-love, like you didn't have to have a partner to define who you are. You loved yourself the way you are, and you knew that when you found the right person, it would certainly add to your life and add more joy into your life, but you were comfortable enough with yourself, and you're waiting for that right person, and I think Rob is also a very, very lucky guy. I'm sure he pinches himself every single day when he wakes up and sees you sleeping beside him, and he knows that you are his. Mm-hmm. That is the truth. Yeah. So to those listening that are single out there and do not have a Valentine's Day, a, a Valentine's, um, you know, who fucking cares? Mm-hmm. You will one day and maybe you won't one day and you're going to you'll be fine. You'll live. But you'll if the, survive. If, if the issue is, are you OK going out on Valentine's Day as a single person? Uh, do you you know, is is there a stigma against that? And there could be, I think, you know, nobody wants to be a third wheel necessarily or. 
uh, out and mingling. But people do go out on Valentine's Day, even if they don't have somebody. They can go to a bar. They go uh, happy hour, and they, they you can easily meet other singles. I hope on that day. It shouldn't. You shouldn't have to be coupled up. Yeah, get creative. Go out with your friends, or or make sure you have something. If if it really means that much to you, then make sure you have something to do mm-hmm. on that night. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't sit home and don't don't have a pity don't party. <laughs> don't feel sorry for yourself. Just do not do that, because then that then you are a loser if that's the case. It shouldn't define you negatively. Your status, your relationship status, and and some stupid occasion should not define who you are. I agree. I mean, Valentine's Day is just a day, another day in the year, like New Year's, like um, Christmas, like any other special, we'll call it, commercial holiday. And I I, I believe, like you were just saying, that find a way to be happy on any day of the year. And if that right love is going to come into your life, it'll come in or he or she will come in at the right time. And if you try and force it, then it's probably not the right person or the right time to be falling in love. Yeah, I had a few of those, too. Mm-hmm. I remember one particularly horrible Valentine's Day dinner with someone I probably shouldn't have been with to, to begin with. And it was just painful. It's just, and we went to the, went through the whole motions of the dinner and the, you know, the gift and, and I knew it was, and I should have just spent it at home alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, stop forcing square pegs into round holes, everybody. If it doesn't fit and it doesn't feel right, forget it. Who cares if it's, if it's Valentine's day, go make yourself a nice dinner, pour yourself a beautiful glass of wine and watch some Pornhub. I don't know. <laughs> you remember those days when we were teenagers and you couldn't decide if you should, you know, break off the relationship uh, before Valentine's day or after Valentine's day, you knew it was going to end anyways, right? You know, it's just not the right person. And there was always that debate. If I break it off before Valentine's day, then I'm going to look, I'm going to be single on Valentine's Day. And if I break it off after, then I've just like wasted buying a gift for my someone who I don't really care about. So, you know, it's not that easy, I guess. There's lots of decisions to be made. And as long as you don't let it get you down, um, yeah, let's just celebrate being alive and, and loving everyone. Being happy, healthy, and horny. I'll, I'll always, exactly. What do you think on Valentine's Day if someone just wants to have a booty call and just have great sex with nobody in particular? Is that a good thing? Somebody you know? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. You know, swipe left on Tinder, find someone, and just go have a good fuck. I sure. think that's what those dating sites are all about, actually. Yeah. I think they're, they're hookup sites. Yeah. And I if guess. people want it, they should go for it. And I bet yeah, you there's no a- judgment, no judgment at all. As long as it's mutual, why not? I bet you do whatever a- you want to do. You know, just because Robbie and I are, um, I don't know about Robbie, but I kind of advocate for. Um, uh, more of a traditional way to, to get to know each other and holding off sex maybe a little longer. I, what works for me doesn't may not work for everybody, but then you're talking to someone who really wanted a relationship, who was done having sex, who was done, done being single. Uh, that. that was, but I was, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Robbie and I had a life before we met each other. We had a lot of sex, I think. Did you? With others. Yeah, no, not with each other, with other people. Uh, a fair amount, yes. Right. So uh, we come from, at least I do, I come from kind of a different um, viewpoint. Because I had a ton of sex. Sorry, oh, baby, gee. I did. Wow. <laughs> it's all good. I And I want, and I'm listen, I, I joke that we're prudes over here, but we're not. 
you know, we're not. We're we. I just knew what I wanted, and I wanted something more than than just hot sex. And I wanted something stable, and dependable, and normal, and not you know chaotic. And which was how that was how I defined that was how my relationship life was total chaos. So before you met Robbie, did you like stop having sex because you didn't want to have that crazy sex, and you were just waiting to find the right person? Did you? abstain from sex until you found the right person? Hell no. I want to hear that. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. (laughs) The reason why we waited, I wanted to wait a long time um, with Robbie was because I wanted him to love me for me. I wanted to make sure that he just didn't want to get into my pants. I wanted to make sure that it wasn't just all about sex because I had a lot of that. I had met a lot of guys before that that were not necessarily ready to commit or want to settle down, even though they told you they did. And so I needed to test it. I needed to make sure that his intentions were good. And that meant maybe not having sex so fast. But even though our, our first kiss, first date, we, we, we had a nice kiss. And uh, and I felt her backside and I said, nice. Oh, we're, okay. So, okay. Really? You're talking over me? Now? Oh, sorry. I wanted I wanted to tell that story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, because we did we we made out mm-hmm. on our first date mm-hmm. on the couch. Uh, Robbie had and I had met the week before at my fiftieth birthday. He brought me a bottle of champagne. We opened it on the date on uh, the proper date the following week, and we started making out on the couch. And um, he had his hands on my ass and said. Nice took us. <laughs> Where's the sound effect when you need it there? <laughs> you know what? You need to record that. Your voice in that word, okay? So, so no, everybody is free to do what they want to do, how they want to do it. There's no judgment. It's just that I knew at that time in my life I was done with just sort of disposable non non you know meaningful sex i wanted something deeper yeah. and that's why we i waited i wanted to wait Good so reason. but so so david so the answer to your question is sure if it's valentine's day if it's any day and you're horny i mean who hasn't been there and they need something or someone they need a body they need whatever what the hell you know who are we to judge as long as it's mutual that's what i hear absolutely all right we're going to that's a great way to end this segment we're going to take a quick break let's remind everybody we're here with trevor and robbie from done being single we are carol and david from the sexy lifestyle we're doing a little round table chat about um, valentine's day traditions love sex and when we get back we're going to talk a little bit more about true love some valentine's day gifts and we'll get a little bit more into our mutual sex lives with Trevor and Robbie. Uh, it's Trevor's birthday. We'll find out what Robbie might have planned for her this evening. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about what Carol and I are, have planned for the week. So stay tuned. are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. 
We are Carol and David from The Sexy Lifestyle, and we're here with Treva and Robbie from uh, Dunbing Single, and we're having a great discussion about Valentine's Day and what it means to us. And we certainly believe in love at any age. It's not just for young people. It's Valentine's Day. is We've all decided it's commercial. However, it does represent love and that we're all okay with the commerciality of um, Valentine's Day. But I think we should get into a discussion about true love. You know, love stories are primal to the human experience. And we're always inspired by stories about love, about overcoming the odds and finding true love. That's something that we all want in in our lives. And, you know, all of us here, we have great stories to tell. So I'm going to ask Treva first, if you remember the moment when you fell in love with Robbie, when you actually realized that you were in love. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes, I remember. Um, as part of our courtship, Robbie, well, Robbie is a special, he coaches Special Olympics, and he has for 30 years and 35 going on, maybe? Okay, close to that. And it's very important to him. And um, and I love that he, I love that he has that altruistic spirit. Um, and I, I love that he works with um, special needs athletes. And so we were dating and he brought me along to one of the practices because he coaches track and field. And so I came along and I watched him with the athletes and he was so patient and encouraging and so involved. So, uh, you could just tell he was so passionate and I just, it was so moving. I, I can't tell you, I was watching this guy's good nature in, in, in action. You know, I was watching his soul and it was so attractive and it was so, um, appealing. And I just knew that I, I kind of loved him. And I think that's, we had sex that day for the first time. I think I came home and jumped your bones. I'm pretty sure that was the day. No, I don't think so. That was like uh, our second. Like I don't second, know. I don't want to listen. It's odd, but Special Olympics sort of turns me on. Okay. I think we Okay, I think we played tennis that afternoon too, and you gave me the finger for making a good shot. So that, uh, he, I, I married a good guy, everybody. All right, so I, you know, thank you for that, honey. That was yeah a, a lovely recollection, and I remember that moment too. And I think for me, it was also a little bit of a test in how you would deal with that, and because it was something that was a big part of my life, so because you were so touched and moved and wanted to get involved yourself, that made me fall for you as well at that same time. So that was really important. And I didn't realize that that was going to be uh, a, a, a two-sided test somewhat, but uh, it kind of turned out to be that. So. And how, yeah, long thank into you. Your, and how long into your relationship was that point? That was like our third date. It was was in the first five, four or five dates. Oh, easily. Wow. Yes. It's a Saturday, so it had to be a, a Sometime, limit. I don't know, early on. And then I remember not long after that, Robbie, I don't know where we were, and you asked me permission. You asked me if you could say I love you. Oh, that was much later. That was mm, fucking That's a biggie. Great. Yeah. That was, I can't tell you how being asked anything is so, like, can I kiss you? May I say I love you? I mean, 
such a such a gentleman and and yes you can say you love me and i and i love you too it was just so it was just a beautiful moment it was spontaneous it was just you know, that- i don't think i've ever asked permission before on anything like that and for some reason i felt like that was the right thing to do with you amazing carol's crying <laughs> that's so sweet oh my god I'm, I'm, have, I'm some more, have some more wine. Oh. Have some more wine. I'm speechless. Yeah. So, so do I get to, do I get to say? Yes, when, baby, go for it. We, I want to hear this. So basically, in our relationship, um, you know that Carol's ex-husband is married to my ex-wife. So we were friends. We knew each other before we actually got dumped and started dating. We actually were fuck friends for two years. But no, wait. After we got dumped, we were fuck after friends. we got yes, dumped. Right. Absolutely. But I think. Um, um, after we got dumped, and um, I, I, Carol has a very um, interesting way of being, having a very naughty look and a very, she, she's very cute but naughty and mischievous at the same time. And I think I fell in lust with her before I fell in love with her. And we, once we got divorced, we had lots of great sex. And through that um, sexual energy and monkey sex that we had, um, she kept pushing me away. She kept saying, we're not going to be in a relationship. We're not going to be married. We're just doing this for sex. And it became like a challenge to, you know, woo her and become best friends and become good friends. And over time, um, our, our love didn't happen immediately. It not evolved. Like you guys in three weeks. Right. No. It evolved over time. And our friendship grew. And once we had this strong friendship and we had this great sex, then we fell in love. And I probably fell in love with you before you realized how good I was and how amazing I was and what a great husband I would be. But what was that day when you realized you loved me? Which day was that? You know, I think we were on vacation and you were just lying there on the beach and I, I looked at you and you were in one of those peaceful modes. You know, you're a Gemini and your, your personality changes every 15 or 20 minutes, um, which is fun because it's like being married to seven people at the same time. But um, I think it was. I'm exactly, a Gemini. Too, I know exactly so what you're that. saying. David. <laughs> <laughs> but oh it, my I, god! It was just Part, only three of me resent that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was just looking at you on the beach. You were sleeping. You were naked. I think we were at Desire or something. And I said, "Wow, you know, you're so beautiful. We have this amazing friendship." And I just love you. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, then when I proposed to you at Hedonism, mm-hmm. we were in front of 300 people on stage. And I got down on my knee. I proposed to you. You, It was total shock. I mean, I, I, I have this way of surprising you and doing things for you and planning them out. And just seeing that genuine emotion, I knew that you were the right one. Hmm. That's a nice story, uh, baby. I like that. Didn't make me cry like their story, but probably because I knew the story already. But yes, thank you for all those nice kind words. (laughs) It is. Love is amazing. I can. Our, our, I, listeners, our listeners are probably like throwing up. Oh, yeah. I, I was about to say that. <laughs> but it, but wait, it's Valentine's Day. That's like the day for throwing up with love. No, that's the day. If you're going to do it, today's the day. So, yeah, that's what it's all about. I do remember the day that I fell in love with David, and I will never forget it. We had been fuck friends, like he said, after you know we broke up with our exes. They they got together before us, and um, 
we had tons of fun and great sex and partying. And like David kept saying, he was on me like he, he didn't leave me alone. I kept calling him like that leech that just doesn't let go. Right. But finally, he wore me down, I guess, because one day I remember being in bed with David and he was sleeping beside me. He had fallen asleep already, I guess. I don't know if I just woke up and saw him there or if it was morning. I don't really remember. But when I saw him lying so peacefully beside me, I felt so at peace with myself, knowing that he was there, that I knew at that moment. Go on. <laughs> Go on. She's crying again. I can't help myself. I love Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as much as Christmas. Yes, that makes me cry too. Give me and, a kiss. Mwah, and births and weddings. I cry all the time. But anyways, I did wake up and see David there feeling such peaceful thoughts and I knew I knew that day that I loved him, but I didn't tell him for a long time because that would have been way too easy. I made him work hard for that. Yeah, very hard. <laughs> you have that jackhammer, you know, the construction yeah. guys? Yeah. Uh, you mean like... <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> but, but sometimes you want to do something more like... Uh, oh, God. That's the one. I was working hard. I felt the vibrations. Exactly. So let's let's change um gears a little bit and oh, while I, I get a kleenex while she gets a kleenex and let's get into talking a little bit about trevor you were talking about you know being later on in life finding the love of your life you know there's a lot of people out there who have opportunities to meet lots of people online dating um, apps uh, matchmakers it's so there's so many people that have a business in meeting people However, there's still so many single people out there later on in life. What was it that um, kept you single? And what is it now that later on in life you appreciate the love that you have with Robbie? Okay, so this is a multi-part answer. Uh, for For the longest time, I just wasn't ready to settle down. I was extremely noncommittal. Um, a little bit of a runaway girlfriend and I was having a good time. I mean, I was someone who thoroughly enjoyed her single life. Uh, I, I didn't, I, I just didn't really, um, I didn't have that driving need to get married in my twenties and actually into my thirties. And then I got into my forties and, and, oh, and by the way, when I didn't want to get married, I had all kinds of suitors. Of course. And then, right. Isn't that the way it goes? Always, yes. And then, and then I hit 40, 41, 42, and that's when the shit hit the fan. And then I was ready. And the problem for me was that most of the guys in my dating pool were already either married or newly, newly separated or, you know, divorced and just did not, they all wanted to have fun. Mm -hmm. So I had my handful with those types for a really long time. And that was hard. Then, when I had gotten to my wit's end with so many of these uh, relationship fails, I guess, or non-starters, I just gave up. And that also was, you know, when you don't want something, I'm telling you, when you don't care, it's the best thing you could ever do for yourself. It's the hardest thing, it's the hardest place to get to, to say, fuck it, I don't care anymore, I'll be single forever. But once you do, you tend to, something shifts inside you. So when you stop looking, that's when you find what you've been looking for all along. 
with anything in life. I think that's very true. Right. With anything. Um, I'm all for hard work. I'm all for being focused and, uh, you know, doing, going for what you want and what you, you desire and dream of. But then it, there comes a point where you've got to let it go. And somewhere between letting the effort and the acceptance and the, the just the acceptance of it not happening, that's where the magic is. Cool. Now, I was 42 when I got divorced from my ex-husband, and I was terrified about getting back into the dating world at 42 years old with baggage of three kids and a house and a job, and I owned a company at the time, so I was working 24-7, you know, in my owning my own company, and so I was terrified that I would never find true love again, even though I kept pushing David away. Uh, we were having a lot of fun, and it was a great weekend pastime, but I didn't really think I would be able, I, I didn't know if I was good enough to have another relationship again, I guess. And I don't know if that slowed it down, but I certainly wasn't really out there looking. David was always there for me, but I guess it was fate that made me not be looking for other another guy. I wasn't looking for another relationship, but it, it just came to me. Where do you think you would have looked for other guys if it didn't work between us? I don't know. I didn't have any time in the day anyways. If I wasn't working, I was with my kids and whatever, you know, so mm -hmm. no. Don't know. You would just masturbate because you're a very sexual person. I guess I would have, but I, luckily I found you and I didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> She's a little lazy when it yeah. comes to sex. Not not really, because you like riding cock also. Yeah, that's a lot of work. But most of the time, like, it, it sounds like a it sounds like a western. Oh yeah, it's a western, all right. <laughs> we'll do a movie on yeah. that. <laughs> bareback, bareback. Oh for sure, <laughs> you got it. Uh, my horse cock, riding cock. <laughs> In your horse guy. <laughs> uh, so, so Robbie, when when yes. you were single, and obviously um, Trevor ended up in your life, where were you looking for people? How did you go out and date and socialize um, until you met her? Well, I I had gotten out of a uh, a, a brief relationship uh, about a, a year uh, before I met Trevor, and then I was dating a, uh, somebody for a few months. Uh, I was online looking, but I didn't have any success there really. Uh, so I, I did meet a, a, a woman that I went out with for a little bit and that was fun. But uh, it, it just, like you said, we were saying earlier, when you stop looking, uh, you find something. And that's exactly what I think happened. And uh, Trevor and I kind of met online on Facebook uh, through a mutual friend. And uh, I saw a picture and commented and she liked my comment. And from there it was like, oh, wow, Flutter, who made me feel so good. And then uh, through another mutual friend, uh, she mentioned to Trevor that she saw me at a at a party and, or a function and, and um uh, she invited me, Trevor ended up inviting me to her 50th birthday party, which I accepted. And so that's how we met. But, uh, you know, it's, there's no tried and true way to do this. Uh, you know, I, I'm a proponent of going out and, and seeing people physically. And especially if you are meeting online, go and meet that person quickly. Do not create the, um, image of somebody that may not be, be the reality when you meet them. So you don't want to waste weeks and weeks of, uh, you know, interaction back and forth online only. You really have to get out there and meet somebody uh, that you may have some connectivity with. And uh, 
don't delay. Do it quickly. Establish uh, yeah. chemistry as soon as possible because right. it may not be there. It, it may, may not be, be there. and it is online. I mean, when you're when you meet people online, which I dated online. I know you did too, right? Yes. I mean, you you work this this image, this whole scenario, this like fantasy of who this person is and who they're going to be, and then you meet them, and uh. Uh-uh. That's what happened to me. I was communicating with somebody for a couple of weeks, and we had incredible communication and writings and back and forth, and it was very romantic and it was nice. And then when we finally met each other, we had nothing to say to each other. Hmm. It was un thinking, oh my God, who was this person? And I almost like wanted to leave so we can go back and communicate online again. But then I realized, no, that's not who this, you can't live that way. Uh, so life should not be online. Life needs to be offline. So that, uh, so I'm a, we are both big proponents of meet quickly. Robbie, it sounds like when you got a little bit of a flutter when she liked your post or your comment, what it was on her post, and then when you saw her in person, was it even more like, did you get that flutter even 10 times more when you saw her at her birthday? I, I, I probably did. Be, and it wasn't probably just because she was holding a tray of tequila shots, <laughs> but what she was. Uh, but uh, yes, it, it, but I, I, I go back to the comfortability. It was just something very comfortable. And Trevor and I went to the same high school. We know a lot of the same people. So there's a lot of unspoken things there that I think have a lot to do with that. And, uh, I was instantly comfortable with her and I think it was mutual and, and that just made it, it, it all the pretenses were just dropped and it, there was nothing else to prove or show and, and we just were able to hang out and, and be ourselves and that's the most important thing. I've learned, I've had chemistry before uh, and I will say that the thing that makes this, this relationship different or makes our, our chemistry different or makes just, it, it makes us have chemistry or compatibility, I would say, excuse me, compatibility is that Robbie was a serious contender. And up until that point, I, I had not met any. And that's what was my, that was sort of like, ah, this guy means business. And I, I just hadn't seen that in so many people in relationships. And like I said, I was at a point in my life where I was done fucking around. And I was, I was just, and he seemed to be uh, someone that was kind of on the same wavelength, same page with me, and also wanted something um, stable and normal. And it just, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not. Um, I don't have a crystal ball, but I just kind of feel that when things are are meant to be, and when things are right, you tend to find what you're looking for. And you can't. You can't. There's so much. Only so much effort you can put into that. The rest is out of your control. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. All right, Robbie, you want to take us to commercial? Certainly. Or should I say, you know, do the real thing? Certainly. Uh, so uh, we will be right back with more Carol and with Dave. With more and love. With more love on this Valentine's Day special. Uh, and uh, I think all of us on this show are done being single, too. So uh, we will be right back. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. 
Your sex energy is your life energy. That's a central focus of The Conscious Living Show with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce and her husband, Dr. Mark Pierce. The health of your sexual life is a barometer for your physical, mental, and intimate relationship health. If something is out of whack, by listening, you may be able to identify the problem and fix it. And it's not always about the sex. Tune in to The Conscious Living Show, broadcasting live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Uh, I'm Treva, and we're here with Robbie and Carol and David, and we're feeling, we're in the mood. All of us are feeling very loving and warm and sexy, and this brings me to something else about what love is, and we don't talk enough about it, but loving ourselves, okay? Uh, And a large part of loving ourselves is accepting our body with all its flaws. And I know that um, firsthand because I'm in the fitness business and I work with people all day long that have tremendous amounts of self-loathing and hatred, self-hatred when it comes to their body and feeling good in it. However, we are constantly bombarded with images of perfect bodies everywhere. Yes, we are. Thank you, Instagram, on every type of media platform. It makes it harder to believe that we are beautiful just the way we are. So my question to you guys, are people 40 plus more or less critical of their bodies than the younger generations? And uh, if so, how can we overcome the media messages that we need to, quote, fix our bodies in order to be lovable? Very good questions. Well, I would like to start by saying that, you know, when babies are born, they are not pretty. They are pooping. Oh, I was cute. My uh, no, mother said I was the cutest baby right, ever. Right. They are not pretty. They are ugly. They poop. They burp. They spit. I still and do they're that. they're all lovable. No matter what, you're born lovable. And I think, I don't know what it is that makes us forget that we are lovable at any age and stage. But um, I think it's important for people to think that I am worthy of love. And I don't know how to help people. And Trevor, you are like one of the, you're, you're right in this media where you're there with the people who are, like you said, self, self-loathing. So how can we help people to realize that everybody is worthy of love? That is a deep and hard question, much like Robbie's penis. <laughs> is it deep and hard right now? Uh, I'm deep, he's hard. Attorney's a lot. Hard. Wow. Okay. So I don't even know where to begin with this. This is so, it is deep. Um, self-worth is just years. It's years and years of getting of, of uh, messages and, um, yeah, and feedback and reinforcement and whatever you were what you grew up with hearing and being told. And it's not, even if you didn't come from the most um, encouraging or supportive um, family, I don't, I think you are able to overcome and not be a legacy to whatever was missing in terms of uh, the messages you got growing up. I mean, not all of us had parents that said, you're beautiful, wonderful, you can do it, you can do anything. Some of us just didn't, and we have to find that in ourselves. We have to create that now as adults. Um, I would say that uh, there are things that you can do. I'm all for self-improvement. 
I'm, I definitely, everybody can improve. Okay. So there's that. Um, but I do think at some point you have to go, wait a minute. I am doing the best I can. I look damn good. I feel good in my body. And so I'm not a perfect 10. Okay. So I'm not, you know, I'm not a supermodel of the world. I have other things about me that I love that I feel that are compelling and attractive. And, you know, loving yourself to tell someone, well, you got to love yourself. That is a tall order. People have a hard time loving themselves. It's not easy. So I would say start with just liking yourself. Mm, I like that. Just find, just find something about yourself that you're proud of. And do something every day that pushes you, that um, challenges you, that makes your that makes you proud of yourself. And that is the way to start. You you kind of work from the inside out. That's what I do with my clients. I train them from the inside out. I get them strong and confident on the inside first, and then somehow somehow that starts to reflect in how they feel and how they look and how they carry themselves. So. It's it's hard to tell someone to love yourself, but there are ways to practice. Great, great, great advice. I, I, I don't even know how to add to that. Add right, to yeah. that. So we're, we're going to just end this segment on that. And we're going to transition into, I guess, closing the show with something very dear to our heart because we always talk. Um, I mean, we have... Five hundred thousand listeners. You guys just came onto the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Your show is going to grow and grow and grow because you guys are so amazing as a dynamic couple. But we always talk to people about spicing up their sex life and living happy, healthy, and horny. And to close the show, I want the four of us to talk about what is something that we are going to do. You guys, as a couple, are going to do for Valentine's Day. A little, maybe a little bit different to spice up your sex life. And then give some advice to couples out there what they should do. Something simple, not something they have to buy, but something simple they can do to push those boundaries and maybe explore a fantasy. Certainly. And I really feel that you guys, um, you know, whoever's listening, needs to make sure that you talk about what it is that you want. So sharing that fantasy, like David just mentioned, is one of those things, is the step one. And remember that not all fantasies have to come true. It's great to think about them, to spice it up, and know that it doesn't mean that you have to fulfill your fantasy. And secondly, you might not be ready to fulfill that fantasy. Talk more about it. And if it ever is going to come true, it might take years or not even, but not expect by next weekend, oh, just because we talked about it, here it is. Right. And to spice up your sex life doesn't mean, like Carol said, to explore a fantasy. You just need to do something different. Fuck in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, sure. Why not? On the kitchen table. Mm -hmm. We don't have a kitchen table. We're doing <laughs> renovations. So what what are you guys going to do to spice up your sex life as a couple for, we'll call it Valentine's week? And, we, I, well, I, and I, I won't ask you about her birthday because I'm sure you have surprises. You have a party and all that stuff going on. But what's, what's something that you guys are going to do as a couple to spice up your sex life? Try to stay up past 10 p.m. Oh, yay. That that's, works. That's true. You know, I, it's true. I'm, I'm so tired. I put in these big, these very long days and I buy 10, 9, 10 o'clock. I cannot keep my eyes open. So, yes, I'm going to try something new. I'm going to stay up 
That's right. I'm going to stay awake. And you know, that's a great point because people today are so busy and we talk about it all the time. Something that we do to spice up our sex life is we have sex earlier in the day. We don't save it to the end of the day and we find that our sex is actually better whether it be at 9 or 10 in the morning at 3 in the afternoon. Some people can't do it. They're not lucky as lucky as we are to work at home. But don't save sex to 11 o'clock at night where you have no energy. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Uh, I'm going to... Yeah, I say that now, but yeah, uh, we, we're big fans of the shower. We love that. Um, we are, we're not the most, we're not the wildest and craziest couple. Uh, I think in a way, because we were single for so long, it, am I right or no? Uh, I'm, you, you, I'm, I'm listening. Uh, there was a, a good deal of uh, oats sowing. <laughs> Oh, or a wild oats sowing. No, not those kind of oats. Um, so, you know, I'm just happy to have a, a warm, loving body on top of me. Um, I never, although we did watch some porn the other night, which was kind of hilarious. We were, yes. uh, Robbie was had some insomnia. <laughs> I and uh, I rolled over and and saw that he was looking at something and so I woke up and we started watching together and I kind of enjoyed it. It was it was fun. So, do you mind if I say that? No, he's okay with that. Okay, uh, whatever you guys, you know anything goes. If if Robbie came to, said, hey, let's do, let I don't know, let's go to a whatever and then like Trevor doesn't, she doesn't even have a reference of what is kind of wild and crazy and that's i love my wife for that because she's she is kind of uh well, isn't that she's a little bit of a church lady i'm and, not and though you you kind of are you're you are a little bit on the prude side and that's okay but i'm not that. prude no, you're although not. i'll tell you what you're, makes you're me feel prude, prude. For the, this show makes me i feel like nothing we makes all, me we all feel i am not modest people okay yes. nothing no. i i Trevor i do not, I do not Drop of a hat. I do not blush easily. No. Okay. So I just so that we are all on the same page here. I think we got that, that you are not that church person. You are yeah, a naughty exactly. nymphomaniac sex fiend. <laughs> for for your husband, which is all good. Right. Yeah. You don't have well, to put yeah. a show on for anybody <laughs> else. Just a 56-year-old Jewish girl can be. I mean, shit. <laughs> And that's all good. So, Robbie, uh, one piece of advice for our listeners out there, how you feel they can spice up their sex life? Change it up. Do something different. No matter, do not get into a rut. And do not allow your lovemaking uh, times to uh, be so predictable. Change it up. Love it. If you're a morning person, do it at night. If you're a bedroom person, do it in the living room, do it in the car, wherever. I'll be open to a suggestion too. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and just right. to wrap up the whole Valentine's Day theme, I just want to mention that there's so many opportunities on Valentine's Day, whether it's to love ourselves, love our family, or love our partner, show them that love, try to do something different, give them maybe a little gift of something. It doesn't have to be commercial, but it can be. And just make sure that you do express the love. Say it as many times as you can. Valentine's Day is the day to say it, whether we all agree that one day a year is enough, which we don't, but... 
it should be at least one day a year. And just like that birthday, who some people do the month, but you know, it's okay to be one day a year for your birthday as well. But let's just make sure that we do express our love, tell that person you love them so much, and that you can't live without them and that they are the king or queen of your life. And that um, that's going to make them feel happy. So I think that's what it's all about. Yeah. And you know, for us and Valentine's Day, um, I will go out of my way and you know, Carol loves being massaged. So I will give her a nice erotic massage and we'll put on some candles and some music and actually take time out of our day. And we're busy just like you guys are and just push everything aside. It'll be earlier in the evening, maybe six o'clock. We'll have a late dinner. We'll have some wine. We'll go upstairs. Uh, we have our great Throws of Passion waterproof blanket that we put on our bed because the massage oil just gets everywhere. Actually, we've been using coconut oil, which is even cooler. And just take half an hour, 45 minutes, no sex, just massaging her body, her ass, her tits, her shoulders, just getting her relaxed. You know, she so many people today have so much brain traffic going on. And, you know, you try and squeeze sex into a busy day. And sometimes it's a quickie, sometimes it's a half an hour. This is about taking the evening for us as a couple, me doing what I can to, you know, take that busyness out of Carol's head, not worrying about anything else that's going on, and just having a nice, long, relaxing, sexual, erotic evening, which we don't get to do most of the year. But this is a good excuse to take that time and just love ourselves and love us for being a great couple, best friends, and just push everything else away and, and don't worry about it. You know, a lot of people make reservations, they're jammed into a restaurant and there's so many people around. We, and we've done it on New Year's Eve, we just stay home and spend time with ourselves because nothing else is important out there if we're not doing something to strengthen our couple. I totally agree with that. How, and. I I would say that the simplest things, the simplest gestures are just the best. Also, effort is sexy. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, making a plan, doing some thinking ahead is very, very sexy and very appreciated. If it, Even if it's a small little thing, it doesn't have to be extravagant. It, it means something. Absolutely. So, Robbie? I will uh, give you the last word on what has been a fantastic Valentine's Day show. We love doing these combos with other hosts and amazing couples like you guys. So I will let you give the last word and close out the show. That's very kind. So thank you, Carol and Dave, for allowing us to be on your show and coming on our show sometimes. And uh, I want to just wish my wife a very happy birthday and because her birthday is today and we have Valentine's Day in a few days, you know, this is a tough week to be, you know, your husband. This is like, wow. But at the same time, it's a perfect week because it, it gives me a wide range of activities and things to do. And as stressed as I have maybe felt over the past week of, where am I going to get this guy, get this guy, buy this, do this. It was the simplest things that mean the most. Yes. And that's always the yes. case. And so I should not, you should never stress over how much you're spending or what you're getting and all that, that it really is uh, not as important. It's really the simplest things and the thoughts that I express on paper and um, just, just, well, you, you hit said it something out earlier. The, you I, hit it out of the ballpark. Listening to you and 
through it. And I know, and knowing you and yes, and getting you things that you didn't think I was that registered with me. Yes. Knowing that you are watching and listening and observing me. And that was, wow, he really, he's tuned in to me. He, he didn't, I mean, the little, the gifts he got was obvious that he has been watching and it was very meaningful to me. So I want to thank you. So please use that 12 inch dildo with, uh, you know, great care. All right. So (laughs) when I'm not around, uh, Thank you guys. Uh, great show. And uh, we look forward to uh, you guys are awesome. being with you guys soon. You guys. Thank you so much. This is always fun talking to you. I sweat a little bit, but it ultimately always gets me in the mood. So I get, you know, after we, we were done talking to you, you know, I'm going to rip my clothes off. Uh, happy birthday, Trevor. Happy birthday, Trevor. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. And this is, David for Carol and David of The Sexy Lifestyle. And Robbie and Trevor from Done Being Single. What a great show and what a whole lot of fun that we had. And we can't forget to uh, mention our sponsors. This episode of The Sexy Lifestyle is sponsored by Naughty in New Orleans, July 24 to 28, 2019. Naughty in New Orleans is the largest lifestyle convention for couples in the world. With over a thousand couples, this event is not only a full takeover of one of the French Quarter's biggest hotels, it takes over Bourbon Street too. It sure does. We were there last year and had a blast. And if you want to have fun with us, join us for a five-day, four-night hotel takeover alternative lifestyle convention. It is a gathering of open-minded couples who are all interested in exploring their sexuality while visiting one of the sexiest cities in North America, New Orleans. For more information, as always, about this trip and other events, just visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com. Wishing everybody a happy Valentine's Day and reminding you to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Hey, sexy people, if you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to the sexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on The Sexy Lifestyle Network. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. 
Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure, personalized. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.